One year ago, polls showed Ron DeSantis had a chance to legitimately challenge Donald Trump for the nomination. But now, after a second place finish in Iowa, he is running far behind Donald Trump and Nikki Haley in next up primaries in New Hampshire and South Carolina. And even though he's still officially in the race, he's reflecting about what went wrong. Here's what he told radio host Hugh Hewitt. I came in uh, not really doing as much media. Um, I should have just been blanketing. I should have gone on all the corporate sh shows. I should have gone on everything. I started doing that as we got into the end of the summer, um, and we did it. But we had an opportunity, I think, to come out of the gate and do that and reach a much broader folk. All right, our panel is back with us. Um, Matt Gorman, I got to tell you, I know that there were people that were telling Ron DeSantis sure. that that's what he needed to do at the time, and he ignored them. Um, and, you know, I, I'm kind of I'm curious what you think as somebody who, who tried to who ran against him, you know, when you worked on Tim Scott's campaign. Um, I feel like I learned early in my career that it's the candidate matters, right? The candidate yes. sets the tone. Um, even when there are empowered people making decisions, it, everything that, that, a can, that a campaign does is a reflection of the man or the woman at the top. And this set of decisions really seems to have been a reflection of what Ron DeSantis himself wanted to do. Um, do you, th like, how badly was, did this campaign go and, and why did it go the way it did? It, it's, well, <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm, yeah. um, no, look, it's a common question. I think to, to the first point, Ron DeSantis wasn't competing against Donald Trump. It was the platonic ideal of, a, of Ron DeSantis, right? Ron DeSantis in the outseating his entire expectations competing against Donald Trump a year ago, beating him possibly. It is a tempting thing in our party to want to bypass the media and really just go straight to the voters, use owned media, so to speak. Um, I think that's it's tempting, but it's really not where I think a lot of the voters are. And you're absolutely right. When you have folks coming from governors of states, senators, what have you, right? Everybody, it's like you're uh, the valedictorian of your high school and you're all applying to Harvard. Everyone thinks what they did is very special, important, different, and they rely on that past experience to get them there, but they realize very quickly there's a lot of other people like them. They might be more talented, might be less talented, but you're all of a sudden competing in a smaller pond, and it's not the same. Right. I mean, and it's, and it's, it, it is just a crucible. I mean, everyone I've covered who has come into this process thinking like they know how to do it all. Yeah. Like, they have no idea what the, the play, platform is like. Chris, you seem anxious to get in. Like, uh, oh, the, I, I, well, I've talked about this, especially with other political operative friends of mine for years, because, you know, people think that running for president is the same as you know, running for governor or running for Senate, especially from a big state. Well, Florida's right. a big state, right? I mean, how much harder can it be? Look at stage I can stand on. It I is know. incredibly different, right? Yeah. Because of the stakes, because of the issues, because of the d debate, the dynamics, especially in this race. I mean, it was absolutely illogical to me, you know, just looking at this as objectively as I could, why DeSantis, if you're going to challenge a Godzilla like Donald Trump, who is such a force you know, and just attracts attention, why would you have waited as long as he did to get in the race? Yeah. Like, what were you waiting for? Right. Right. Yeah. And so that the, the, from that, I think, to how he ran was, you know, one illogical step after another. But, you know, I, 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 I caution to say this, you know, <laughs> but even if I was being kind of like even more, you know, you know, fair to DeSantis and even Haley. Right. Or generous. Or generous. That's probably a better, <laughs> better way of putting it. I'm not sure even the most perfect campaign 
could have changed the dynamics of right. this race. It would have taken one, and even then, it, it's not to, it's not to say it would have worked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Molly, you have a, a, a specialty of, of, of kind of digging into the, the people um, and writing about them um, in a way that I have always loved. And this is what the Polit Politico magazine had to say about DeSantis's campaign and the man himself. They wrote, "Quote: The candidate did not match the hype." He was less than advertised. In person, he was a diminutive politician. The campaign introduced him to the nation as a bright but socially awkward, awkward introvert, a nerd who did not enjoy people, which was a problem since voters tend to be people. Uh, <laughs> what do you make of that? I mean, DeSantis did, he, look, he's gotten better on the stump. I mean, I, when you see him in Iowa, like yep. he's a different guy than the, the, the candidate I saw running for governor and kind of in his early campaign stops, that disastrous launch uh, on Twitter. Part of me wonders, you know, a lot of Republican nominees have actually been people that have run for president more than once because they learn a lot the first time around, they get better, they do it again, they actually win the nomination. Um, but this was not a guy I don't think that anyone had a lot of confidence would come out of the gate as a, an extraordinarily strong candidate in person. Um, what role do you think that played in how this went? Well, look, I think it's possible that we're making too much of Ron DeSantis's personal defects, right? A lot of voters, out, a lot of Republican voters still like him very much. They just don't like him as much as Trump. And a lot of, you will hear a lot if you're out on the campaign trail, I, I think the guy would, would have been great for 2028. I just wish he would have waited in line because they just didn't want to put him above Trump. Uh, but so look, why was he putting him above Trump in the beginning and then, you know, when people got to know him, open to turning the page and then they weren't, right? And, right, but uh, that has to, that has to do, have to have something to do with DeSantis yes. the person, right? Yes, and, 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 and look, the, the problem was not DeSantis's media strategy, the problem was hubris. Right. It's it's a it's a it's a cliche. I'm sure my consultant friends here have said it many times. Politics is addition, not subtraction. Uh, and so anytime you're saying, no, I don't need you, I don't want you, even if it's to the dreaded corporate media. And so, of course, we in the corporate media are going to be taking a bit of a victory lap about him saying this. But it's true. Uh, voters want to get to know you as a person. And Ron DeSantis has never been comfortable in that space. He still to this day, he has gotten much better as a candidate. He still doesn't like to talk about himself, to share who he is as a person. Say what you will about Donald Trump. There is plenty to say, but people feel like they know him. They yeah. really do. <laughs> and, he, and, 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 he, and he lets people in in that way, and that's not something that Ron DeSantis has been comfortable doing. Right. Let me ask you, Matt, about all the money that's been lit on fire, yeah. because there's been a lot of it in the, in the DeSantis uh, campaign. So Politico continues to write here, one way to determine who will win the Republican nomination is to ask the biggest GOP donors what they think and bet the opposite. The rich men north of Richmond, as they write, who fund the GOP are completely clueless regarding the views and aspirations of working class Republican voters. Money can buy cowboy boots. Money can buy trips on private jets. Money cannot buy love in a presidential race. I feel like we have learned this lesson over and over again. We refuse to cycles. learn it. Like well, consultants refuse to learn it because it's more well, profitable they can keep for them making not money to learn it. Yeah. <laughs> on it. Look, money's important, but it, it's not the first driver. Money doesn't lead, then polls follow. It's 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 the reverse, right? How many times? I thought we learned this in 2016. I worked for Jeb Bush. Right. Hundred million dollars. Super PACs cannot super run campaigns. Right. Uh, actual campaign has to be run. Super PACs have a role. They're the place kicker. They're not the quarterback of this thing, right? Having access to the candidate, being able to be with the candidate, that is what matters. Super PACs are an additive. They're not a substitute for a campaign. Consultants refuse to learn it because it's, again, that's more profitable for them not to. But, you know, that is something, again, DeSantis will have to learn it. And we'll have this exact same discussion probably four years from now when somebody thinks they, they can crack the code again. It's not going to be the case. And one other point, I think, too, Trump was everywhere in 2016. We forget that. I mean, rhetorically, think how many times you talked to him on the campaign trail in 2015 and 2016. I think what these folks fail to learn is, and I can tell you, 
that the greatest fear is not a gaffe, it's not being talked about at all. You don't like a headline, you don't like an answer, you don't like an interview, go out and do another one. It, the, it'll, it'll change quick. I think that is something that people can learn from too. Yeah, that's a really interesting way to think about it. I mean, Chris, I remember the first time I ever was in a scrum with Donald Trump, I was actually covering Mitt Romney and Trump was endorsing <laughs> him at the Trump Hotel in Las Vegas and Romney wouldn't talk to any of us and there was Trump in the corner with what you know became the most common sight in American politics, but just surrounded by reporters and fuzzy boom mics and the whole thing. I had no idea that what I was seeing uh, was going to be kind of my future <laughs> in campaign politics uh, going on. I mean, what do you think, what, what do you take away from that? You are a consultant. You've, you work on these races, um, obviously from the other side. I mean, what do you learn when you watch what's happening on the Republican side here? I mean, there's a lot of parallels to be, you know, I mean, yes, you know, you kind of sit there and, you know, we, we like to punch uh, on the Republicans right now because there's not a competitive, you know, Democratic primary, but, you know, just wait a few years and you'll see the same kind of mistakes happen, right? There's a risk averseness in the, the professional political operative class, right? You know, especially people who do what we do, right? They like to come in, they all, they're, they're, they're the genius, right? I'm going to make you the candidate, you, the winner, right? Uh -huh. And doesn't matter how, what your flaws are, doesn't matter what your weaknesses are, I'm going to just, I'm going to do, I'm going to work my magic and you're going to be great. And it ignores all of the really difficult aspects of running a campaign and the honest, you know, evaluation of a candidate's, you know, strengths and weaknesses, right? Because a lot of can a lot of people who do what we do, you know, are fixated about the money. What you don't hear very often, political operatives say, you know what, you really can't win and you shouldn't run. Yep. Right. And to be honest, Nobody that's told what Dean Phillips that. Yeah. And to be <laughs> honest, exactly. Right? right. And to be honest, that's you know the kind of advice that sometimes candidates need to hear. I, I think the the bigger kind of lesson from this, and I kind of piggyback off, I think your really good point, is that you know, all the money in the world does not replace a message mm -hmm. that is effective, does not replace an understanding of the electorate or the country where it is right now. And when you don't have that understanding, yeah, you can have money, you can run commercials, you're gonna lose. All right. You have one quick point? Yeah, one quick point. I, just, I, I spoke to a lot of uh, former DeSantis Orbit people uh, recently, and, and they made that same point, which was that he did never have an animating message for his campaign. And that, more than his personality or anything else, was really the original sin, that it was not clear to people exactly why he was running and running at this time. What was he trying to do? Right, for sure. All right. Uh, this has been a great conversation, guys.